0: Are you planning on taking a solo trip? What factors are important to consider when choosing a solo travel destination? What are some of your strategies for deflecting unwanted attention as a female traveler on the road?
1: 360 podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon Bennett coming to you from Las Vegas, and I am joined by the Barbados Flash via the Big Apple, Dave Cumberbatch. Dave, great show. Looking forward to speaking to our guest today. Um, in this time of COVID, you hear somebody leaving the profession to become a travel expert and have one of the largest followings on Instagram. It's a story that that's too hard to resist.
0: And, you know, when I did my research and I, I read all of that, I said, you know what? We've got to get this guest on. got to get her. Yeah, that,
1: that, that's her. You'll hear from her in just a minute. We like it. You could keep saying, oh, we like that part. But, um, but, but, but the funny part is, yeah, Dave did research, <laughs> which is which is unusual. Which means that he can read. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I tease Dave all the time because Dave is a research fiend. He loves, oh gosh, he he is (laughs) like, um, I'm telling you, he's better than the CIA. <laughs> oh wow.
0: <laughs> I'm in good company then.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, uh he, he is he's really good at this. He actually saves me a great deal of time because um right. you, you know I'm so busy I get swamped with things and he just says, Here's what you need to know, go and I'm good. <laughs> so um That's so perfect. we're we'll uh we'll have that discussion. Um as we're approaching the holiday season, um we have this show, we'll have one more after that, and then we're going to take a break for the week between Christmas and New Year's uh, to kind of recharge our batteries and look forward to what 2021 brings, especially now, Dave, that we have a vaccine in the offing. I saw today that the UK started to administer their vaccines to the first group of people. That was quite amazing, actually.
0: It really was, you know, and I've I've spoken to a number of my colleagues who are travel writers, et cetera, and they just can't wait to
1: travel again. <laughs> Who are yeah. you telling? I feel like I've been in prison for, what, a year now? <laughs> yeah. This, this has been one of the hardest things that I think I've done is just not going anywhere. It, it, it's tough, but, um, you it's know. It's
2: ultimate torture.
1: Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am like, I, I, I'm afraid that when I do hit the road, I won't come home for like six months, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long well, as I, I plan, can...
2: yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go away for a long time. Once
1: I oh, can. yeah. There's a whole bunch of exotic locales waiting for my attention. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into our podcast, let's kind of tell you where you can listen to us. Um, you can catch our podcast on our website at TripCast360.com or wherever you get your podcast. We are on every single platform imaginable from iTunes to Google to Spotify to iHeartRadio. We're on all of them. Um Do us a favor, if you like what you're hearing, please share, subscribe, and like us with your friends and family. We're also planning to launch our photo of the month contest sometime early next year, and it's very appropriate that our guest today is also a great photographer. I've looked at some of her stuff on Instagram, and it's as... as, Outstanding! It's a you oh, yes. really you really need to go, and we're going to give you her uh, Instagram okay. handle shortly, so you can go see some of it. So uh, look for details. The details will be in our newsletter, which you will receive our second newsletter in about three days. Um, Also, Dave, why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media? Oh, by the way, before I forget, that photo of the month comes with some prizes, which we're setting up now. We can't disclose what those prizes are just yet, but we're working on that. So you will not be wasting your time by submitting uh, your photos to us. And Dave, tell them about our social media stuff.
0: Well, you can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and soon YouTube.
1: So we, we are... We have a lot of plans for 2021, uh, COVID permitting. Um, so uh, uh, please hang in there with us. Uh, a couple of things we cannot discuss just yet, but we'll get there. Now let's get to the lovely little dainty voice you've been listening to comment <laughs> on our commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Nastasia Yacoub. I said it right. Yeah, so is
2: impressive.
1: F- <laughs> thank you, thank you. She is a former registered nurse, turned full-time traveler, entrepreneur, and photographer. She is the founder of Dame Travel Instagram's best-known independent female travel community and she's also an author which we will get into during the show. Nastasia has traveled to over 65 countries and has over 600,000 followers on Instagram. Yes, you heard that right, wow. 600,000 followers where she shares her <laughs> journeys and the journeys of other women in her community with the world. Nastasia, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me and thanks for the intro.
1: Welcome.
0: Thanks so much for chatting with us today. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Maybe I should. Nastasia. Do I have it right? Okay, I I can do it. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) 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 Well, I'll tell you, at the age of 20, you took a leap of faith to move to Chicago and uh, you got your nursing degree from Loyola University. There you were supporting yourself entirely. to begin your new life uh what type of challenges or opportunities uh you you discovered as you described in your bio
2: yeah so it's kind of a long story so i'll I'll try to keep it short but (laughs) my parents were born in iraq so i'm first generation iraqi christian we are chaldean so we speak a dialect of aramaic which is one of the oldest languages in the world um but with that with the fact that i um, Middle Eastern and Roman Catholic, that comes with a lot of challenges itself growing up. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Extremely strict growing up. Um, and the community that I grew up in was, is very close knit, still is very close knit. So they don't like when people leave because we're such a minority and they don't like when people come into the community <laughs> who are not them. <laughs> so, I mean, they're good people, but they obviously, you know, need to just, they want to conserve you know, our culture, which is understandable, but I was born in the States. So I had a very different mentality than my parents. Um, and their expectations of me really were to get married at a young age. And, you know, I'm 33 now, so I should have about three to four kids by now, but <laughs> <laughs> I
3: actually, I
2: actually correction. I do have a child, but it's, it's not a child. He's a child to me, but he's my little Persian cat.
3: <laughs> okay. my baby.
2: So it I am is. a mom in that respect, but um so I yeah that that was my expe- that was the expectation of me and not just myself you know it's many of the women in our in my community and that was back in 2008 So at that time you know it wasn't as common as it is now um for you know a female to leave her family and pursue a career or an education before getting married it's usually you know you can't leave the household in- until you get married cuz it's a, it's almost Seen as shameful, um, yeah. but I just I felt so suffocated. And you know, growing up, I I just looked around me and I knew that you know by watching films and and reading magazines and things like that that I knew that there was a bigger world out there outside of the little bubble that I was growing up in. And I wanted to I wanted to experience more of it. So when I turned twenty, I basically just applied to schools in um, Chicago and New York because I always wanted to be in a big city. And I kind of just dropped the bomb on my family. Like I'm leaving and there's nothing you can do about it because I knew the reaction I was going to get. So it wasn't a very good one at first, but um, you know, the positive side to all that is I persisted and um, I continued to work really hard independently, regardless of, you know, um, my family's or community's acceptance. And um, I, I pushed through and now they're like my biggest fans, So, it, you know, it's a, a persistence is probably the most important thing, um, that I would, uh, you know, give credit to in regards to my success. So yeah, I just, I, I went to nursing school and graduated in, um, in 2013 in Chicago.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say to you, I, I was just going to ask you the question because you started then. Day- Dame traveler in the uh-huh. process, yeah, and and you mentioned that you mentioned that, that your mom travels with you, so they yeah. must be extremely <laughs> They must be extremely proud of you.
2: Oh, so proud of me. My dad is not really like a fan. He hates airplanes, so he just doesn't travel at all. But my mother loves to travel, and since my father doesn't, I I usually can bring a guest with me. Not all the time, but sometimes. So I, I take her on a lot of my trips, and she's she just gets so excited. I I'm really grateful that I can give her that gift because it's it's not something that's you know easily accessible to a lot of people. So it's really cool to make those memories with her.
1: Is mom still trying to get you married?
2: <laughs> no, she gave up on that one. <laughs> He's like that girl's not going to do anything I tell her. So (laughs)
1: I've been
0: I've I've been trying to get Michael married because you know it it
1: comes up every episode. He keeps trying to get me married. (laughs) Every every episode he
0: references his girlfriend. (laughs) It's about time you say my wife now.
2: Yeah, so maybe maybe I mean hey no pressure, but if it's right time, it's right time.
1: Maybe Maybe we should bring. Dave Dave just wants to perform the ceremony. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we should bring
0: Michael into your culture. You know, maybe that might have some influence on him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, trust me. You'll be married by tomorrow. You'll be married (laughs)
1: yesterday. (laughs) You mean my
2: grandma. You'll be married
3: yesterday.
1: (laughs) Oh, hell no. (laughs) I I, I remember uh, about 10 years ago, my uh, grandmother's uh, sister, I guess she would, I guess what's that, a great aunt? um, Yeah. She was in her 80s. and, And I remember we were in Ohio and she grabs me by the hand. She pulls me over to a sofa and she pats my hand. She goes, what's a good looking young man like you not married yet? (laughs) And I'm looking at her, keeping in mind, I think I was like 50 at the time. And I'm like, really? You're going to ask me that question in front of all these people in this room? And she did. (laughs) She was not bashful about it. And I just smiled. I said, I just haven't found the right one yet and walked off. (laughs) Wow.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Family can be challenging sometimes. So the, the,
1: the ultimate sign of disrespect. Well, I have two younger sisters and neither one of them have ever been married.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really not that big of a deal. We live in 2020. Like people do whatever they want these days and there are no expectations. So, and, and if anything when someone tells me what to do, I honestly want to do the opposite.
1: Ooh, you sound <laughs> just <laughs> like me. So, <laughs> just yeah. like me. Well, <laughs> um the name Dame Traveler. I, I mm-hmm. looked it up. I know where it comes from and where you got the inspiration for it. But why don't you tell our audience why Dame Traveler? What Where did the name come from?
2: Yeah. So I think I I was quite proud of myself for leaving my community and, and just being on my own. It wasn't easy being extremely sheltered and then moving to a huge city on my own. Um, but I did it. And then I took my first solo trip to Cape Town, South Africa. Um, and I couldn't find anyone to come with me. I kept asking like a lot of, you know, my classmates, I was in nursing school. This was 2011. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that a lot of solo traveler, you know, travelers experience is they ask people to join them, but you know, they, when it comes down to committing and booking the trip, they back out, you know, and in the beginning it's like, Oh yeah, that sounds so great. But then, um, you know, at the end of the day, you just either you never go or you go by yourself. So I, rather, I chose the latter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, OK, well, no one's coming with me and I really want to do this. I wanted to volunteer there. Um, so I just impulsively booked a flight and went. <laughs> I did a little bit of research before, but um, I, I booked the flight before I could talk myself out of it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I spent three weeks there and that really changed my life and I came back and, um, and that's when r- truly when I, when I fell in love with travel. Um, and so a little bit of a backstory, I injured my back when I was, um, working on the, on the nursing unit and, uh, when I was a new nurse, a labor and delivery nurse, and I have a spinal fusion. So I was on bed rest for about six months. So I've kind wow. of experienced quarantine before kind
3: of <laughs> <laughs> I'm like
2: this is a piece of cake um so right. yeah and I, I I've I've always been the type of person that needed a creative uh outlet whenever something um was going on in my life so for example in nursing school I was studying anatomy physiology all this stuff which I enjoyed but I I just needed a creative outlet so I took a film photography class Um, just to keep me sane and, you know, like a little bit of a therapeutic break from everything. And I would just photograph interesting characters on campus and um, develop the photos um, in the darkroom. And that kind of trained my eye. Um, So when I fell into bed rest, again, you know, I was really depressed and sad because I just spent four years and a lot of money on this uh, degree. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to pursue floor nursing because it just wasn't safe um so what happened was I went to go they call it breaking the bed um so I went to go break the bed and move the mom to the stretcher and and the bed actually I lost control over it because I like I said before I'm quite petite <laughs> and I was a new nurse
1: yeah five foot yeah. one qualifies
2: <laughs> and 101 pounds so yeah my arms are not very strong <laughs> um, so it fell on me and um I that's when I fell into bed rest. So I was just really like uh just I kind of just so frustrated. And and so Instagram just started to become popular at the time. And I remember getting an iPhone just to get Instagram because I love photography and I just heard that it's all about photos. So <laughs> I started following all of my travel accounts because literally that was my only interest. Photography and travel. Um, you know, tra- like travel and leisure, Forbes travel guides, fedoras, like all these great accounts. And I noticed at the time, this was 2013, um, you know, I was following individual travelers, female travelers, but I couldn't find a community of female travelers where, you know, it was celebrating and connecting solo female travelers. Um, And so I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, travel and leisure features um, photos by travelers, but I want to create a, a, a community of just female travelers. And because I couldn't find one. Um, so I wanted to fulfill the need kind of thing. And it was just really a hobby at the time. There weren't any Instagrammer, like, bloggers. <laughs> you know, they were bloggers, right. but not Instagrammer uh, right. bloggers. So I didn't even know that was a thing. So um started Dame Traveler. And when I went to go name it, I was like, well, you know, I can call it Girl Traveler, Female Traveler or something like that. Nah. But it was so boring. Yeah. So I started Googling... Um, Brave woman in different languages, and then I found Dame. It's a French word for a French female knight, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a courageous woman who throws caution to the wind and is super brave and and um, persists regardless of you know any any pushback she receives. So uh, I was like, oh, Dame Traveler, that sounds good. And at the time. I was sharing that idea with friends and family and I wasn't getting positive feedback. They're like, no, no one's going to know what that means. It doesn't sound good, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just stuck with my gut. I'm like, no, it's, it feels right. And now it's, it, the hashtag has over 5 million photos under it. So it's one of the most popular hashtags <laughs> in the travel community, which is crazy. So it's a very recognizable name. Um, so I'm glad I stuck with it.
1: Yeah, You know, I like your spirit because you dare to be different.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's because I came from a community that just can easily conforms and and doesn't question anything. And I've always questioned everything, everything. And it drove my father crazy, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it obviously has done um, great things in my life. So I continue to question and, um, you know, I'm just a curious person.
1: Well, I think you and Dave are related because he questions everything as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you didn't know you had yeah. a Bayesian brother, did you?
0: I right, love I'm, it. And, we
3: are
2: all I'm, family. I,
0: and I'm here all peaceful and quiet, just enjoying the dialogue between you and Michael. You see, he just <laughs> had to that, throw that wrench right in there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, what if anything, uh, makes a female... Traveling and specifically solo female traveling, a different experience?
2: Well, we are. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. Like, even in my book, I have three pages of, of safety tips, like quick and easy tips that you may not think of right off the bat, you know, when you're booking a trip. But obviously, as a female traveler, it's a very different experience. So, for example, if I'm traveling solo and I'm having dinner at a restaurant, I usually sit at the bar but I'm going to get a lot more look than a guy sitting at the bar having dinner. You know, like people are thinking, Oh, or if I'm sitting at a table, I want to sit, you know, I, I actually went to Portofino last year uh, in October and I walked into a restaurant for dinner. And of course, Portofino is like the most romantic place. So It's all mm-hmm. couples. <laughs> and I walked yeah. in for dinner and the only table was in the middle of the restaurant. Everyone just like stops and looks at me. And I'm like, can a girl just
3: eat? <laughs> like, and it's just like,
2: like they think you got stood up or they think you're a prostitute and they think like all these things just because I'm a female and I'm alone. Like I've, it's really not that big of a deal, but if a, a male, you know, walked in and sat in the middle of the restaurant, literally nobody would even do a double take. Um, And then, and then also we just, we have to use our, you know, our sharp wit and our instincts a little bit more than a male would because, um, you know, of course, my message is, do not be afraid to travel, but be smart about it and do your research and be prepared. And that's what the blog is there for. You know, we I have a lot of stories from female travelers sharing their good and bad experiences um, and what we can learn from them, and then constantly like sharing safety tips on how to be safe and and um, you know, recommending destinations that, in my experience, have been good and bad too. So, Um, So I'm very transparent, because I think that's very important. Of course, the photos are beautiful and everything. And that's great. And inspiration is great. But I, I do have a duty to be responsible as well when it comes to speaking to solo female travelers.
0: Yeah, but do you see that? Do you see those experiences as a disadvantage? And if you do, how do you convert those experiences to advantages?
2: Well, so yeah, like the negative experiences obviously are not fun, um, but they are important for us to share because other people can learn from them. You know, things happen regardless if you're female or male anyway, when you're traveling. But um, but I don't see, so the thing is like society tells women, oh, you're so, fr-. I mean, like I just told you, I'm 105 foot one, 102 pounds. I've been to 67 countries and most of them alone. So the most common thing I, you know, thing I hear is, oh, you're so small and fragile. You should wait for a guy to go with you or you should go with friends. You should- really? Yeah. We get, you know, women get he, hear that all the time, you know, and it's like, I'm fully capable because I have a brain and I do research <laughs> and I'm able to be aware of my surroundings. I'm not oblivious. I'm not getting blacked out, drunk on a beach in Thailand and not paying attention. Like, you know, I'm being responsible. Um, and so, you know, I think that society scares women into thinking that they are too fragile to travel. And I think that is a negative thing. Um, but we can't ignore the reality that we are a target. So we do have to be careful.
1: When, when you travel, setting aside the awareness factor and, and being safe,
3: uh-huh.
1: what is your experience like? traveling alone, I recognize it's probably different from one country to the next. Yes. Um, but as exactly. you get into the cultures of the various countries that you get to, I mean, at the end of the day, you're alone, but you're kind of not alone. You um, know, right. kind of kind of describe what it feels like when you're out there just basically being able to control your own agenda and doing what you want to oh,
2: do. That I love. Now, that, that part is so fun to talk about because, I, I mean, I love solo travel. So I think Italy is a great example. Every October, for the past eight years, I've been going to Italy every October. And unfortunately, this is the first year I've broken that tradition. And that trip is really like a lot of my trips are for work um, these days. But that's really a treat for me. And I go for about a month or two. And I just, oh, it's just like, it's just such a special thing to be able to just roam the streets of Italy and just be free and connect with the culture that i love so much and just interact with the people and even if i'm not in italy for example if i'm in asia and walking the streets and i can't speak the language of the locals that are you know um, i'm i surrounded by just you know smiling at them and giving them a nod just acknowledging them i think is so powerful and rather than just rushing through destinations getting the photo and leaving and being oblivious to the people around you. And I, I love those interactions that I have. Um, and I think when, when, you know, for solo travel, yes, you're alone, but you are, you become more approachable. And so you make more friends. Um, and I, and I'm definitely one to, you know, talk to people and, and to get to know them. And of course, you know, um, while, of course, being safe. But, you know, I I love I love those interactions when I when I do have them. And I've learned so much from them, rather, whether it's sitting in a Afghani restaurant in Washington, D.C. at the bar and meeting an author next to me or, you know, being in Asia, like I said, and just having such a warm interaction with a local, even if you can't speak the same language or getting like um, I got Uh, what's called a food poisoning in Cuba when I was by myself. And in the, uh, when I was staying at the Casa Particulare, this old, this grandma was there and took care of me like better than my mom would (laughs) 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 I speak a lick of English. And I barely spoke Spanish, but the bond that we created was one of the most beautiful bonds. And if I were with somebody else, somebody else would have probably taken care of me, but I was alone and I had this beautiful, I have these beautiful memories from those really difficult days with her and the way she took care of me, like I have tears in my eyes just thinking about it. So these experiences are, are very special and sacred to me because you, you don't get these experiences when you're traveling with other people. Cause you're so in tune with that person you're with that. Yeah. You you'll make other friends, you'll make friends, you know, along the way as well. Maybe you will, but it's just a deeper connection, I guess, when you're alone.
1: Right. Are you you able to maintain some of the relationships that you've made internationally?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually very blessed. That's one of the biggest blessings that I've had from this experience of traveling for work for six years for this blog um, is having friends all over the world, especially through social media. Like I'm able to go to Amsterdam or go to Florence or, you know, even one of my good friends is actually lives in Venice and I met her she was like a ticket agent at the airport because I was stuck there for like four hours and we became like best friends and, and we even still keep in touch you know and when I went to Rome she just so happened to be in that city at the same time and we spent like all day together so I'm very fortunate you have friends all over the world. That is a very special thing for me. The
1: power of travel. Of travel. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
2: I'm getting so nostalgic. See, these <laughs> podcasts are really difficult during this time
3: because
2: I don't want to talk about travel. It's torture. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's such a tease. <laughs>
0: oh yes. You've you've made several trips to Africa. And oh, Africa and yeah. Africa is so diverse.
2: It's amazing. Um
0: why Africa?
2: Oh, gosh. Africa is just the most epic continent in the world. Right? It's just, it's so amazing how much it has to offer. Like, when you go to Egypt, you're basically like, you feel like you're in the Middle East, but you're like, wait, I'm in Africa, you know? <laughs> and then you go to Morocco, and you still have Middle Eastern influences. I love that. Northern Africa.
0: Africa, yeah.
2: Yeah, Northern Africa is so interesting. Then you go to Cape Town, South Africa, and At one point, actually, when I was there, I had never really traveled internationally besides Mexico. I remember calling my mom, and she's like, oh, how's Africa?" And I'm like, mom, I'm in Cape Town, but I feel like I'm in Miami. This is so weird. Like, I was like, (laughs) you know, Cape Town, like, I think it it started with a W. It was like, I forget the name. But anyway, um, it was so long ago. But I just remember it just being so spectacular. The vistas, the people, the food, even the food, like the curries in, in Cape Town. We're very similar to the curries that my mom makes. And I'm like, that's crazy. Mm. I'm in Africa, but this tastes like an Iraqi dish. And and I just, I love the people, the way they laugh and how passionate they are. Like they really laugh from their soul. Like in they're, oh my God, it's just, Africa is just amazing. But I've actually never been on like a real safari in Africa. I would love to one day, but I think that would be really cool.
1: Dave, it, Dave I think we just found our Africa correspondent yeah
2: <laughs> i love that
0: one. we were invited to go to morocco next year so maybe yeah,
2: that, oh my gosh that place is beautiful for a photographer you just don't even a non-photographer you don't want to put your camera down there the colors are amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. Where are we're in morocco
1: Uh, uh, actually the company they're going to give us a 10 to 14 day tour of the entire country
2: what that's amazing
1: Um, the gentleman and his wife are based in Boston who owns a a company and I'm not going to say their name on the air because they'll get flooded with hey can we go no I won't mention their name but uh, uh, she's American but he's Moroccan he was born and raised in Morocco
2: cool! Very.
1: and and so you know we've been doing little things with them um, for the last six months because of COVID, and they just said, "Why yeah. don't you come?" I'm like, "Oh, that could that could happen." Um, so that that is part of it. But uh, before exciting. I before I get into your photography, which I'm going to tell you right now is absolutely stunning. I'm sitting here looking at your Instagram. It is. <laughs> Thank um, you. I think when it comes to solo travel, I think for women, I think that you, like some of the other people we've had on our podcast who are also women who like to travel alone but are fearful of it, I think you are a product of the times. And what I mean by that is unless you're out in the middle of the bush with no cell phone reception, you can call somebody if you're in trouble now.
3: Exactly. Uh,
1: In the old days when I grew up, like I spent the first Uh, Three years of my childhood in Spain, if you wanted to call somebody back in the United States, you had to go find a phone that dialed internationally. And then you had to deal. Remember, Dave, the underwater cables and you would talk and then you'd have to wait for 18 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Hello, 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 hello. How are you? You know, sound like you are. You know, nowadays with technology, the fact that you can post stuff online and people can see things immediately, I I think that lends itself to uh, your ability to now travel solo, which maybe my parents couldn't do.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, I definitely don't take any the times I'm living in for granted (laughs) because I it's a it's incredible um, how much access we have truly, and it actually it's enabled you know, women like me to travel more safely and to be able to go to any country I want to go to and not be afraid because I do have these resources to turn to.
1: Now, I'm going to give you a shameless plug right in the middle of our podcast, which I never do, but I'm going to this (laughs) because because I can't resist. If anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, I want you to go to Instagram and type in the name Dame Traveler, D-A-M-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R, Dame Traveler. I want everybody to look at some of this stunning, and I mean stunning stunning imagery that you've captured with that camera of yours. It is like, oh, I've I've never, you know, I've been in this business for over 30 years. I've never seen photography like this.
0: Really, It's really nice. Yeah. (laughs) Very good.
2: Thank you. And some of the photography, so a a lot of it is curated as well. So because it's a community and the the whole thing was, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to be the face of the brand. um, And I wanted it to be really a collective. So even the book that I published, Back in March, it's, it's a collection of 200 photos um, of female travelers all over the world. So it really is just a celebration of, of women who are out there traveling the world, which I think is a beautiful thing to have um, during this time.
1: Well, what, whether I can tell if this, these are yours or somebody else's for through curated content, <laughs> I, I don't care. This is really, really good stuff. If, <laughs> okay. if I were a traveler, even as a man, I would stop. It, it, I, it,
2: appreciate yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at things like Petra over in Jordan. I'm looking. Oh,
2: gosh, so pretty
3: there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw you had a picture of Mount Rainier up in Washington State on one of these I saw earlier. I'm looking at uh, Rio de Janeiro. I'm looking at Paris. I mean, some of this- <laughs> Greece. Uh, I mean, it's really well done. As a matter of fact, I've noticed a couple of our one of our previous podcast guests is also following. You. Oh yeah.
3: Well, and, oh yeah. Who is that? Uh, Who her is
1: name, it? her name is Jamie Edwards. She has oh, a, a cool. platform called I am lost and found. And that's Jamie awesome. does a lot of high end travel. that That's her, her specialty is luxury travel. Very nice. A- and uh, yeah, Jamie's also a photographer. Um, she's a mother of two. And I believe she lives in the DC area, but her, her work is, is, is equally as good, but this, what I'm looking at here with you. Oh, beautiful.
3: <laughs>
0: For that thank you. You just mentioned your book, um, your book, Dame Traveler, and it continues to inspire readers. And permit me to read one of the reviews. It says, "Such a thoughtful book. I love traveling, and even though the world is shut down right now due to COVID nineteen, receiving this book has been such a blessing. I've been able to dream a bit as I traverse its pages." Listing all the locations I've, I've, I'd love to visit one day. Better yet, there are tons of tricks and travel advice, and the book is lovely as a coffee table piece. What's your response to such a?
2: Just blown to, to, away to, to
0: such an amazing an amazing
1: review.
2: Blown away! I, my, I mean, my cheeks hurt from smiling whenever I read the the feedback that i get you need me to
1: come pinch your cheeks (laughs) (laughs) because it's
2: just like it's so touching to know that this book is comforting people during this time i know how much travel means to travelers who are always on the road on the go you know and this is a very difficult time so i'm so happy to hear you know that it it's bringing joy to people so i worked extremely hard on that book and it was actually launched one Exactly one week before the world shut down, wow. <laughs> March 3rd. So wow. that was a wow. little bit of a heartbreak because, yeah, it, it wasn't a smooth launch, but um, I'm still proud of the book and I hope people can get out there and check it out. So, Oh, um, yeah. It's for a great gift.
0: And, and um, in, the, in the introduction, you quoted, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Adam Kingsley.
2: Yes, so I love that right? quote. And oh it says,
0: God. once in a while, it really hits people that they don't have to experience the world in the way they've been told to. Yep. How, how, how has the essence of that quote shaped your approach to travel?
2: Oh my gosh, everything I've just explained to you about my life is summed up in that quote. That is probably my favorite quote, the most powerful quote. And I was like, maybe I should quote a female, but I have to.
3: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like I have to share
2: this quote because it is the only thing that resonates every aspect of all the decisions I've made and uh, you know a lot of travelers don't uh, we don't live con- we don't like to live conventionally you know like we we like to think outside of the box i feel like we all like for the most part have that in common because we're curious about the world and the world outside of the little world we live in um and and we kind of just live on our own terms, you know, and that quote really just, I feel like resonates with so many people, especially females who have always been told no. <laughs>
1: um, before we get too far down the uh, road away from your book, tell us the name of your book and where it could be found.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Dame Traveler, Live the Spirit of Adventure. Um, it was it was published by Penguin Random House, which was really exciting. They uh, And you can find it. I always love to promote my favorite bookstores. So Rizzoli um, in, in New York City, uh, Strand. Uh, you can find it at Barnes & Noble's, Target, Walmart, um, Amazon, of course. But
1: As an author myself, will keep that quiet. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, know.
2: <laughs> I always like keep it last. But I try all of the, all of, you know, Penguin Random House, the main link actually has all of the stores. But you can pretty much find it at any major store and some of the small bookstores here in New York
1: um, that have websites too. Nice. Um, you have built one massive following 600,000 followers. I I don't care. Uh, you know, if you've been on the internet a thousand years, um, (laughs) you know, 600,000 followers is nothing to sneeze at. How were you able to build such a, a, a massive audience of really dedicated followers?
2: It's hard to answer that question. I mean, part of it is, you know, kind of, you know, it was serendipitous and, and luck because I got in at a great time. It was 2013, A, when it wasn't as popular as it is now. And B, um, it's the first female travel community on Instagram. So anything that's the first, people get really excited about. Um, and it, uh, it got a lot of press right away so that gave me a huge boost i was featured in vogue india and el canada like all these magazines wanted to talk about it because there was nothing else like it at the time um and and so that really the all the all the press that i got really helped but it was really ultimately me being very open and transparent and sharing my story with my upbringing and my story of traveling and and really just my main mission of bringing women together and celebrating them. I think women, uh, people just really resonated with that message. And then the imagery I'm um, in, you know, I'm, I could stare at beautiful photos and curate them all day. Um, And I think just the way I curated the feed, you know, really helped, Um, you know, actually the number <laughs> for mm-hmm. me, the number is I'm grateful for it, but um, you know, I'm really, I'm more thankful for, the community that I've created. And then once the Instagram was started, people were asking me to start a blog so they can really share their stories. So I think like a, a couple of years later, that's when I built the website. And then now, um, it's kind of slowed down right now because I'm like, what do I do? You know, I want to be responsible with COVID, but <laughs> I, I don't know. So I'm sure it'll pick up soon, but, um, but yeah, so it, I, I can't believe it's still like, I can't wrap my head around that number. It's like, it's huge. Hey, hey, hey. It's
0: crazy. What's the secret to getting those types of numbers though? Is there anything different that you do?
2: Well, right now it's really hard with the algorithm, especially with the political climate that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like it's getting harder and harder for big accounts and small accounts to grow. So it's been really a huge challenge for me. And I've, Kind of like taking a little bit of a break, but I mean, there, I don't have any secret tips or anything, to be honest with you. It, it was just strategy as far as like, you know, um, just creating like a strong niche. And I think a strong niche is very important because yeah. it, if you try to do, every, if, if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to spread yourself too thin. Yeah. Um, so if you find a strong niche and you stick to it and you become an expert in that, I think people really like that because there are tons of people that will really w- be interested in that need. Um, So I think that's one way to, but of course, Instagram is all about aesthetics. So having just really high quality content is probably imagery, yeah. theme imagery is the most important thing. And then video now, I mean, I'm not, I wish I was more into video, but I'm just not because I don't really like being in front of the camera. So um, video is huge right now with oh, real...
1: Oh my God, Dave, she sounds just like you. He doesn't like being in front of a camera either.
2: I hate it. <laughs> I know most people are surprised when I say that, but I just don't like it.
1: Yeah, but, I, I'm surprised you said it. I'm sitting here looking at a picture of you and it's like, why not?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm shy. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, yeah, we'll play that later. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Have you done... Um, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Well, it it seems like quite a bit of your travel is outside of the United States. Your home base.
2: It was. Have you done? Have,
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you done? <laughs> that is true. Have you ha, have you done any significant travel within the United States? And if you and and if you do or did, yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite cities in the United oh. States?
2: So I'm I'm obviously. A si- I love cities. I lo- I'm such a city person. So in the US, I've actually only really been to cities. I haven't been to any national parks, really. But I would love to go. And you know, once COVID hit, I was I was thinking, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should do a road trip. I'm like, we're in a pandemic. It's it's like, it's not going to be as enjoyable as it you have to be extremely careful. So I just like kind of like stayed home in New York. So I only left once to go to Chicago. But I love um, I love I love Philly. I love Chicago. I lived there for seven years, so I will always. I have nothing bad to say about Chicago. I think it's America. I'm one of America's greatest cities. It's so beautiful architecturally. People are pretty friendly. It's the Midwest, and the the restaurants there are incredible. And it's cleaner than New York. That's for sure because they have dumpsters.
0: But <laughs> it's co- but it's cold.
2: It's cold. But I'm a Michigan girl, <laughs> and I'm used to it.
0: But
2: I know. <laughs> um I le- I love San Francisco um and I went my last trip actually before the pandemic it was like I came back like three days before um you know the world shut down was Portland so I found Portland to be super interesting uh,
3: Oregon, mm-hmm.
2: yeah it was really cool um and where else yeah I've been to Seattle's nice I didn't love it for some reason but um
1: it it would have nothing to do with the fact that it was cloudy probably the entire time you were there yeah
2: I was just kind of sad I'm like why am I sad oh probably (laughs) because it feels like London (laughs) no it's pretty it's it's nice I think I just need to go back um but I love that Philly is like super close um and I really just love the east coast like Boston um DC is really great too it's because it's so easy to just hop on a train I feel like I'm in Europe you know I can just Hop on the Amtrak and and be anywhere in less than four hours, like on the East Coast. So I I do a lot of long weekend trips um, to those cities whenever I can. Not now, but.
0: Michael hasn't said this yet. I'm surprised he hasn't brought it up. But Michael has traveled to all about one state in the Union, Michael. Am I correct? What's
2: the one state? What are
0: All about two states within the Union. So Michael can tell you, Michael can tell you in detail.
2: Uh, where should uh, bro, I go then? There <laughs> you go, go, Michael.
1: I put well, you on the spot, I, Michael. I, I, I've never been to the two Dakotas. Those are the only two states I've not set foot in. Oh,
3: okay. uh,
1: I've, I've got close to South Dakota once when I had to cut through Nebraska to get to Chicago, but uh, I was driving. But other than that, no, I've never been to the Dakotas. As regards to where you should go, you're like cities. Um,
2: but I love nature, too. I think I need to steer clear of the cities because I've just been doing I've only been going to cities.
1: Well, one, ci- <laughs> w- one city that I'm going to recommend to you, and believe it or not, it's not Los Angeles, but one city I am going to recommend to you in California is San Diego.
2: Oh, wait. How did I leave that out? I actually have so many family members there. Oh,
1: okay. And I think
2: San Diego is really, truly the, one of the prettiest cities, yeah.
1: It, it really is. My son and I used to get in the car on weekends and just drive to San Diego, check into a hotel room, and spend the weekend in San Diego. Oh,
2: yeah. It's uh, gorgeous.
1: That, 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 that's all we did. As regards to national parks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, there's so many to choose from on both. It's like, where do you
2: start? That's the thing. You get
3: overwhelmed.
1: I mean, you know, I would start in, you know, if it were me, I'd probably start in your own backyard. But if you're looking for different experiences, like like I've, I almost fell off a cliff in the Grand Canyon. Oh my
2: God.
1: (laughs) Oh, I, I, that's a
2: story, huh?
1: I I told this on our last podcast. I'm a photography buff, not of your caliber because I'm more into film business, but uh, I had this. Canon camera with this gigantic lens on it. And, I, and the Grand Canyon has no guardrails.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I have no guardrails. So I got to the canyon and I saw this great shot that I was trying to get. So I walked onto a ledge and walked down and maybe what I thought was like three feet. And I got some great pictures. But then I said, OK, time for me to go. So I turned around to go back up and I said, uh oh, I'm too far <gasps> down. I could so I got Whoa. on all I got on all fours and started to crawl up <gasps> and my foot slipped There's- out from under me.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Oh
1: my God. Oh my God. And so I, I figured out what the problem was. I took my camera off and tossed it up to one of my friends uh, who was up, up on the deck. And then I got on. And then of course they were at the edge getting ready to grab my hands as I got close to the top. So wow. I'm, I'm crawling up on all fours and because it's dirt, my feet kept slipping out from under me. I eventually got to the top. I'm having heart palpitations right now, just telling you that story. And that was 25 years ago.
3: <gasps>
1: scared me to death so my
2: heart is racing just thinking about
1: that (laughs) you have
2: any you have a guardian angel
1: uh, and and the camera by the way shattered to pieces because the person up top didn't catch it so
2: my god
1: fortunately this was the film days before digital cameras and i was able to take the film out and preserve it but uh oh
2: well at least that's good (laughs) so,
1: so you've got that park, you've got parks in Oregon. Where you've been to Portland, because there's all kind of uh, parks outside of there. Um yeah, you know, Yosemite National Park is about two hours from where I'm. I live here in Vegas. I, yeah, now.
2: I think that's my top, like my dream. destiny
1: yeah, it looks not, so. Good. Yeah, and I've never been to Yellowstone. Uh, okay. Yellow, Yellowstone's a trek because of where it sits. Um, you oh. know, yeah, I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you right. really have to look forward to going to Yellowstone. Um, but I, I, you know, th- there's so many, the United States is unique in that we have so many different national park experiences to, to take into account
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you really can't go wrong going to any right. of
3: them.
2: That's true. That is very true. You just got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah. To decide. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, but, I, I, I'm not into camping, although I did when I was a little boy. But uh, I mean, I camped when we were in Maine. It was great. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what Dave didn't tell you, one of the reasons that I've been able to see all these places is my dad was in the Air Force.
2: OK, that's awesome. So,
1: you know, I, I got to see the country that way. And that's how I wound up living in Spain for three years.
2: Spain sounds great, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> we're Spain Where
1: I lived in Madrid.
2: Okay. I and actually haven't been to Madrid.
1: It it it's How- different. Um as compared I've been to, to Barcelona. Like, yeah, yeah. I like going to Barcelona. My girlfriend, right. <laughs> believe it or not, she's from Valencia, which is about two hours oh, by train okay. south of uh, Barcelona, right on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I've never been to Barcelona. So oh,
3: okay, <laughs>
1: we were we were actually planning a trip to Spain next year to visit some of her family, and we couldn't make it because oh. of you know what. Um, yeah, <laughs> you want
2: to say its name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're COVID. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was, I, I, again, I, I, I'm with, i with, I don't even know where to tell you to start. There really is a lot of places to see uh, in the United States that don't involve big cities. Um,
2: yeah, I think I might do that even with the vaccine around the corner because um, I'm still a little hesitant. You know, I'll, as I ease back into the travel, I think traveling domestically still for me, would I would feel better about it. And then probably like, end of next year, I can start traveling internationally. But I, I am craving domestic travel. I'm very curious because I haven't experienced enough of it. And I think we take it for granted because it's just so big. And it's like, where do you start? You know?
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, I drive to California. I'm going to California at the end of this month, but I can drive. It's only four hours to LA to visit Oh, son, yeah. So. It's so
2: close to you. That's yeah. great.
1: So yeah. that, that helps me. Um, You've been all over the world. Are, is there... A place that you've never been that you really, really want to go.
2: Yes, Bhutan. That's like my dream. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Bhutan.
2: Yes, or India, or both.
1: <laughs> well, I, I suspect both, but go ahead. I want to know. Yes, why. I,
2: just it's the most unique place. That I mean, that, what did they? I think they measure their happiness levels like the greatest in the world, and I'm just very curious about it because they're very careful about tourism. Um, and they're very careful about how many people they allow in and it's actually really difficult to get there. Um, and you, I guess you have to be approved. You have to be with like a certified tour agency. So, and it just looks, I want to see the tiger's nest. It just, it's just very fascinating to me and it's not something that people talk about that often, I guess. Um, so I'm just curious about it.
0: You mentioned earlier that you'd been to Barbados and since I'm from Barbados, Tell me what that travel experience was like for you. They would love, they would love to hear that. And don't
1: don't lie for Dave's account.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, a bit, like I said, the people that they were just joking with me,
3: everyone (laughs) was
2: teasing on me. And just like, like I said, just like soulful, beautiful people on the inside and out. Like I just, it was only actually two nights. um, So I didn't get, that much of an like uh, I didn't do it justice but I just remember just being like so relaxed and at ease there um I don't know if it was if it was the sun the palm trees the water but it was just yeah all of them
0: it must have been that oisting experience tell us about the,
2: that
0: the,
2: <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Ooh, I, I smell a story here. <laughs> I no, <do>. no, no, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. When, when was the last time you were there?
0: Uh, I would say, I don't remember the year, but I'll say it's probably close to four years or so that I've been there. Okay. But I get to travel the Caribbean a lot, both okay. the French. The, the, I, I always like to say the four languages of the Caribbean, the French, the Dutch, the Spanish. And yeah. the English, and and the English Caribbean and um, love it, love it, just just love it.
2: So pretty, so it's just such a happy place. That that doesn't sound too bad right now either.
0: <laughs> but
2: uh, they were, I guess, they were at saying like you can they they were gonna host Americans to like work from there, like work from. Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: there uh, are a lot of folks. So, uh, I would. There are a lot of folks who've become uh, digital nomads, and they yes. just they just go and they work from places like that. How's you know? the Wi-Fi there? <laughs> oh excellent. no, the, the the
1: Wi-Fi is excellent. excellent.
2: <laughs> oh really? Okay, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. sounds tempting.
1: We've we've actually done two uh, workationing, if you will, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we had one girl who actually is now home based in Copenhagen. And oh, yeah. she loves it. She runs her, she has 13 people that work for her split out all over the world. And Whoa. she loves it there because she gets that little six hour head start over US East Coast time. Oh, so she yeah,
2: that's great.
1: Work done and things like that. And then we had a uh,
2: another, Ray Blankley.
1: Yeah, Ray Blankley. He's in Quetro, Mexico. Okay. And yeah. he actually managed to launch a seven figure business that's going strong teaching uh, foreign languages to people.
3: What? I want to yep. do that. <laughs> he,
1: he, he, he and his wife and his now newborn, they Aww. basically, uh, he, I, we asked him, he says, how, how long do you work at your business? Now, they started it seven years ago, so they've got okay. a track record now. He yeah. says he's, he spent about an hour a day now working on that business. The business runs itself now.
2: That's incredible.
1: And he, wow. a matter, of fact, a matter of fact, he wants to do other things now, but it's all coming from Mexico. Because all of his businesses are incorporated in the United States.
2: Okay. I see. So he's making
1: he's making US money and spending pesos. Do the math.
2: <laughs> That's incredible. I'm I'm very now I feel motivated because I haven't felt motivated. In a while.
1: Hey, we, we, we aim to please. We're just trying to help assist out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: it's been hard. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I can only imagine. I'm looking yeah. at your website right now in the last couple of minutes that we have left. I, I love some of the merchandise that you have here. Tell us uh, 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 some. I'm looking at your calendar. I'm seeing the holiday gift guide. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, so I put together these roundups lately because I figured, you know, now that we're all home I can introduce a little bit of lifestyle content um but yeah these are really just things that I you know came across and I just share so it's like the holiday gift guide um but I am thinking about starting a Shopify you know like a little bit a little shop and selling my print I think that would be like a good source of income because all of us in this like influencer world are trying to figure out ways to sustain ourselves right now because we can't travel. So uh, you know, a lot of people have started print shops or, you know, um, or you know, selling like lessons, things like that. But people are really getting creative, which is really cool. But I definitely need to work on um setting that shop up for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean uh we we've had people on who uh do photography tours now and things of yes. like that nature. Uh-huh uh, how is that
2: with COVID yeah. though? But it's outside. I guess it's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have one guy who who does bicycle tours for photographers. Oh,
2: that's amazing. That's fun. How do you – wait, how do you take a picture on a bicycle? I would never be able to
1: they stop and take Oh, the they picture.
2: stop. I was going to yeah. say. I'm like, I can't yeah. multitask for the life of me.
1: <laughs> 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 I would
2: fall right off.
1: Well, based on your success with your website and stuff, it looks like you've multitasked plenty.
2: Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Just <laughs> not on a bike, I
1: guess. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes.
0: We also had a guest, which I find amazing. Um, when she travels, she collects uh, she collects bowls, ceramic bowls, and oh, each right and and each bowl has has a story, either from the person the experience that she had, or the person who sold that bowl to her, or maybe her trip yeah. going to purchase the bowl. And because of COVID, Thank and you. she's home, she's able to write stories based on the experiences that she's had oh, in, per- in purchasing these ceramic bowls.
2: Oh, you talk about a niche.
0: That's yeah, like is, a
2: very strong niche. <laughs>
0: isn't that, that that's really innovative. That's that is very,
2: very, very creative.
1: As a matter of fact, I mentioned her name that's following you. Um, her name is Jamie Edwards. And oh, her it's web- her.
2: Okay. Yeah. Her website
1: is I am lost and found.
2: Okay. check it out. That is really cool. Yeah. I love how creative people have gotten during, um, quarantine. Some of yep. my photographer friends were creating like miniature scenes of like like Yosemite but with like Legos and it looked so real. It was so crazy. <laughs> like from their apartments. It was like awesome.
1: <laughs> Have you ever thought about working internationally? You know, like some of our workationing and slash digital nomad folks?
2: Oh yeah. I actually did. So in 2018 I moved to Paris. Um and I was living between Paris and Rome for about Oh six tough, months. Life, yeah. tough life. Tough
1: yeah, life. okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I was traveling too, so I broke it up. Um but I was just basically living out of an Airbnb. So that was a really cool experience. Um and it was just it was like I love I'm really loving slow travel now where, you know, like and I think it's more sustainable to just stay in one place for a longer period of time if you can, obviously. Um, right. Which now people are working remotely, so maybe it is more possible. Um, but I think it's just better for the environment and just better for an overall experience to really learn more about the destination, and you know, rather than just going in and out.
1: I, I have a question that just occurred to me when you mentioned Airbnb as a solo traveler, a female solo traveler. When Mm -hmm. you go pick places to stay in various countries, and I recognize every country is different. Do you have a specific type of uh, hotel or Airbnb or resort that you're looking for that would make you feel comfortable as you're planning your trip?
2: I do do a lot of research beforehand. So I guess I'm pretty open to any form of accommodation, to be honest with you. But um, it just it depends. Airbnb, I don't do it often unless I'm doing like slow travel, um, where I'm staying in a place for like a month or something. Um, but I wouldn't do it for like two or three nights just because I actually do feel safer in a hotel for some reason. Cause I get nervous about like hidden cameras. Well, they could be in a hotel they could be in a hotel too, but I, I guess like they can be found more easily by, you know, staff. Yeah. It's just in my mind. I don't know. But Normally, yeah. So I'll, I'll stay in Airbnb if, if I'm staying in a place for a longer period of time. And usually I like boutique hotels or hotels that have some sort of story or like was a castle before and became a hotel, things like that. Things I can write about on the blog and make it interesting.
1: Yeah, you know what? You need to be like the CIA or something when they go sweep a room, like for the president or something. <laughs> I know. Like that. I wanted to need, become that. Yeah, you you need one of those uh, plate things that you can go in the sweep from microphones and hidden cameras. Yep. Yeah,
3: I swear. <laughs>
1: but believe, because
3: believe, that makes me so nervous.
1: <laughs> believe it or not, in Beverly Hills, uh, and I don't know if it's still there or not, on on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills, uh-huh. there's a spy store.
2: Oh but my- what, really? so what is this where you can buy things to spy I guess people? I
1: guess I, I, I How was that all, illegal. <laughs> yeah. In all the years I lived in L.A., I never set foot inside that store. But I can tell you exactly where it is on, on, on um, Wilshire Boulevard, just uh, oh, about a, two blocks away from wow. Rodeo Drive on the wild. north side of the street. I know. And it was a spy store. And I've, I was oh, so tempted, as a matter of fact, I need to go look up the name of that store and see if it's still in business. I'm tempted to walk in there and see what they have. <laughs>
2: I'm curious now.
1: <laughs> I thought I'd help. Um, so I can yeah. know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So anyway, we have kept you for an hour and some change. And it's time to let you go off and um, do what you do. Um, Tell us uh, what's next for you as we wrap this up. And uh, I know you said you're going to delay some of your international trips, but what's next for you? And and how are you going to continue to build on this fantastic following of yours?
2: Yeah, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. Um, Lately, I've been using my platform to speak up about issues that are really important to me in the world. So I'm doing that. Um, And I also I was basically just to keep myself sane during the lockdown. I was walking the streets of Ma- Manhattan um, and some of Brooklyn since March and photographing the evolution of what we've been through during this time. So I think now that, you know, winter, you know, we're hunkering down during winter, I'm going to put together a book of all the photographs that I've taken, just the street photography. Um, of course, New York City, you know, is often shown in a very glamorous light, but this, these photos really speak a lot of truth. Um, So I'm really excited to share that. That's a project that I've been working on um, lately. So it'll just be a fun project and I'll be sharing that with the community. So look out for it.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Nice, thank nice. You. Yeah, you could teach Dave something about New York too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he knows. He's been long. He's been here longer than me. <laughs>
1: yes, I, there
0: you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Nastasia, thank you for doing this and being on our podcast. You thank have you. been a delightful guest, and I hope at some point in the future we can get you back and uh and you may not like a camera but dave and i may have to turn you into our africa correspondent but we'll figure that out oh my god <laughs> he was trying to get me in front of the camera <laughs> well, cool so to read more about nastasia yakub i got it right please yes visit, perfect. please visit her website at dametraveler.com and and as i alluded to earlier her instagram handle is exactly the same dame traveler uh so um please go pay her a visit. Like I said, her, her website is, is, is beautiful and her photography on Instagram curated or not is stunning. You'll really (laughs) enjoy the visit. So um, you can also uh, follow us this uh, podcast at tripcast360.com. You can join the conversation for more fantastic guests like uh, Nastasia. And uh, so please follow us and like us and share and all that other good stuff. And until next time, for Dave Cumberbatch, this is Michael Bennett saying so long.